Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. I'm actually feeling really, really good. I mean, we all go through that as human beings where you just wake up. And I know I hate to use that cliche, getting up on the right side of the bed or getting up on the wrong side of the bed. But I do think there's some truth to that. Some days you just wake up feeling better than other days. And today I feel good. I don't know if it's the weather. Uh, It's been a little hot and I was actually a little concerned because being this hot this early in Florida, it's only going to show how fucking balls hot it's going to be in the heat of summer here in Florida, especially with everything going on with this pandemic. The last thing that we want is a hurricane or even a tropical storm coming in here because it would be absolutely devastating. So, but I don't mean to sound like one of those like self-help guys and Mark Mero, Mark Mero, uh, wrestler Mark Mero, Johnny B. Bad is one of the greatest people I've ever met met in my life. But when people listen to Mark and hear him, there's like, there's no way Mark can be that positive all the time. And I hate to tell you guys. No, I don't hate to tell you. He is that genuine. He is that cool. But when people hear him, he's always in a great mood. And just me saying, hey, I woke up on the right side of the bed. I'm feeling good today. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the weather. I went out and fish. I feel like Mr. Positivity today. If you want to check out my website, you can easily do that. Go to Tuttle.net. Yes, I don't have Tuttle.com. Way too expensive for my blood. Hopefully, one day I'll be able to afford Tuttle.com. But if you go to Tuttle.net, that'll take you to everything in my life, in my career, all the content that I put out, audio, video, visually, photos, everything, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, every single thing you can think of is found at Tuttle.net. If you'd like to check out my video content, you could easily do that by going to my other website, TuttleTV.com. That's Tuttle with 2 d T-U-D-D-L-E-T-V.com. That'll take you directly to my YouTube page. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe. Hit that little bell button because if you hit that little bell button, it's going to alert you anytime I put up any new content or go live on my YouTube page. So that's very, very important if you want to make sure you catch everything that I do. Questions or comments, Tuttle, you can do that. You can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. You're going to want to remember that because I'm going to right out of the gate hit a topic that's going to need your participation. I tweeted it out earlier and I got some great response out of it. But after you listen to this podcast, I'd like to go back and revisit it. You can email me tuttle at gmail.com. All my content is free. It's always going to be free. I want you guys, listen, before this whole pandemic came about, I was making pretty decent money, you know, for just staying at home and doing a 30 minute podcast. But that kind of backed down a little bit with this pandemic because people are out of work. They've got furloughed. They're trying to get on unemployment right now. So people are hanging on to their money. And I completely, completely understand that. But I'm gaining new subscribers on a daily basis. And that's the most important thing in my book at the moment. But if you'd like to donate, even if it's a dollar, I do not care. All the money that I make is not like I'm spending it to survive. I'm building up so I can reinvest invest it back into this podcast, the videos, the audio and stuff like that, that I do, it's all going to go back there. So even a dollar, I write everybody back and personally thank them for any donations they can give me. Uh, you can do that by going to my PayPal account, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. So the first topic I wanted to get into, and, and I've talked about this, I'm trying to come up with topics, find news stories, stuff like that. I've prepped 
for some of the biggest shows in Central Florida. The Monsters in the Morning, Bubba the Love Sponge, Ron and Fez, Mike Calta, Drew Garabo. I've prepped for all those shows and I know what I'm doing. And I try to find things to get people's minds off of this coronavirus deal that we're going through right now. And it's virtually impossible. If you guys don't know and you've not listened to this podcast before, I record this podcast in my PT Cruiser and it's actually raining right now. The reason that I record it in my PT Cruiser is because it's the best sound. I've tried to record inside my parents' trailer, but you get too much of an echo and I just get a great sound doing it here in the PT Cruiser, but it's raining right now. So if you're hearing rain in the background, but back to what I was saying is, you know, trying to find topics that aren't serious because one of the things that I picked up over my radio career is working with Russ Rollins. Russ is a great radio host. He has a different playbook when it comes to hosting a show. He wants to give you a fun, laughing, comedic type show to help you get your mind off of your problem. Because I had to learn when I first worked with Russ, I would come with serious stories and Russ was like, "Ah, I don't want to talk about that. That's too serious. I want to talk about fun topics, help people get their minds off of their problems in everyday life. And that's one of the things that I learned from Russ. Now, when I went to work with Bubba after working with the Monsters, that was a whole different story. Bubba, Bubba's a great host. I'm not taking anything away from Bubba, but Bubba hit more serious type topics. He'll play 911 calls, people killing their kids or teachers having sex with young kids, those type of topics that he does. He's able to make it funny and polarizing and entertaining to his audience. It's just completely two different audiences. And I feel very, very fortunate that I had the chance to work with Russ and Bubba. I learned two different spectrums when it comes to the radio business. And that's one of the things. So like I said, I'm always trying to find topics that's not related to this pandemic or the coronavirus. I've been working out a lot. I'm very happy. One of the reasons that I'm probably in a good mood right now is because I weighed in today and I was 173. And that's a big deal. That's a big deal for me. So when I was married, when I was married from 2003 until 2014, I wasn't married. I didn't get married until 2006. But the entire time I was with my ex-wife, Kristen, I did not drink or do any drugs or anything like that. Now, my time in radio, when I began leading up to when I met her, I was pretty crazy. I experimented. I drank a lot. And I, that's how much I, in love I was with Kristen at the time was that I gave it all up. So that entire time, I did not drink, do any drugs or anything like that. And I was pretty in shape. I was in great shape. I think in my best shape, I was about 160 at six foot tall, but I was, I was cut, had some muscle. And then when when I got divorced, I just cut loose. I was like, fuck this. I'm going to have fun. I started drinking and it became really, really heavy until recently on my last stint with the Bubble Love Sponge show, I ended up quitting. And then I eventually got off of all the psychotropic drugs that I was on. I was on stuff for being bipolar and manic depressive. And I was on those drugs and those drugs were doing me harm. They were, they were hurting me more than anything mentally and physically. So now I'm about... 
almost 11 months now, no drinking. No, I'm, I might be a little under 10. I lost count. I got it written down in my calendar, but I still haven't drank. I'm off all the psychotropic drugs now. One of the worst withdrawals that I've ever gone through in my life, entire life. Getting off of those mental drugs was one of the hardest things that I ever had to do. And I did it cold turkey. I was in bed for a couple of weeks. I didn't want to get up. I slept all the time. It was one of the worst by far. And I've been on pain pills before. I never had a pain pill addiction problem, but I did have a little bit of withdrawals from all the injuries and stuff stunt wise that I've done through the years of my radio career. I I took painkillers and they were kind of hard to get off of, but I, I never really had a problem with them. But by far getting off the mental drugs was one of the worst withdrawals that I've ever had. So back to my original point was I've been working out. I weighed myself today, but I've been finding all these great mixes online on iTunes. And one of them was some of the greatest singer-songwriters of the 90s. And the more and more I listened to this playlist, I was like, holy shit, a lot of these artists are women. And I do not think the females, the females, the women singers, not only just solo artists, women singers, but I'm talking lead singers of bands. There was a lot of kick-ass, badass, hot, attractive, gorgeous, beautiful women that were lead singers. And they had those gimmicks way before any of these singers you could think of right now, like Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish, she's got this look. She's got this image. Do I think she's really like that? No, I really don't. She's an amazing artist. She's very, very creative, and I'm not taking anything away from what she's done, but I think a lot of these artists that would that paved the way for the, uh, the female artists in the 2000s and 2010s are forgotten. Fiona fucking Apple breaking onto the scene in 1996 as a 17-year-old. She did that song Criminal. And if you guys remember it, it's a very, very iconic video. Everybody was like, God, she's 17, but they are so sexualizing her. Fiona Apple was playing a character just like Billie Eilish. If you look at what Billie Eilish at her age, I think 17 years old, playing this outcast of a woman still attractive but not that stereotypical blonde beauty southern belle that you would think of if there was no fiona apple there would be no billy eilish i'm the bad guy duh yourself a favor. If you were ever a fan of Fiona Apple, make sure you Google her. Check out her Wikipedia page. Some of the updated photos of her, she's held up pretty good. Now, she has way more tattoos than I don't really think she had any tattoos when she did that criminal video, but she's a little bit older. She was a couple of years older than me. I think she was born in 1977, but for her age, she still looks pretty good. Doesn't seem like she hit the drugs way too hard, maybe a little bit, but she still looks like uh, pretty much the same Fiona Apple you would think of, a little bit older with way more tattoos. 
Now, this is not my favorite Jewel song, but Jewel does not get enough credit. I talked to my friend Derek about this, and Alanis Morissette is on the same level. I think Alanis had way more commercial success than what Jewel did, but Jewel was kind of like that cute, blonde-type hippie chick. All the stories I read about her, she grew up in a van, was touring, so everybody looked at her as that hippie-type chick, but still had a little bit of an edge. The one thing that Jewel always reminded me of is the famous actor Renee Zellweger. You had me at hello. My favorite Jewel song was definitely this one. Was not popular as I Was Meant For You, but this was one of my favorites. The video is what sold it for me. When I grew up, Generation X, we had MTV. When they were still playing music, we were right on the edge towards the late 90s where they were playing more reality TV type stuff. So we got we caught the tail end of that, but this video is what sold and made this song one of my favorites that Jewel did. Now, this might not be someone that you particularly think about when it comes to strong female lead singers or solo artists, but Natalie Imbruglia, back in 1997, and the reason you don't know her is because she is the poster child of One Hit Wonder. Maybe she had a couple of other songs that had semi-success, but this was her most popular song, Torn, and she was also voted, and I've always had a thing for Natalie Imbruglia, is that she is just so natural beautiful. She came in number four of one of the most naturally beautiful people. And I think they did like a top 50 of the most naturally beautiful people. And she was on that list. And she makes my list. This is one of the songs that every time I hear it, it takes me back to the first time I heard it. Man, I feel like a woman. You cannot do a list of female singers from the 90s without including Shania Twain. Yes, she is country. I understand that. But you also have to understand where I grew up at. Me, my friend Derek and Howard, we all were raised on grunge. We were right in the wheelhouse of Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Soundgarden, all those grunge bands. But my parents were big into country music. Shania Twain at the time was the biggest superstar out there. She crossed all genres of music. Hell, even Post Malone himself gave props to Shania. Did you see the way that dirtbag Post Malone was dancing at the AMAs when Shania did her whole medley on stage? He was so into it. He was hype. He was the hypest hype at the moment. And Shania, my God, what a sex symbol. She had more hits than you can even think of. Gentlemen, may I present the new not improved the different lady box. With all the red-wearing MAGA hat people at the forefront of the political scene now worried about all the illegals coming into this country, if you are going to get your citizenship here in the United States of America, they should play that clip. And if you cannot tell me what movie that is from, immigration should just tell you to pack sand and go back to where you came from. Let me bring you back. The year is 1999. A heartthrob, a young and handsome Freddie Prince Jr. 
Jr. takes a bet from one of his fellow high school buddies that he could not take the nerd of the school and turn her into the prom queen. He took that bet, but little did he know he would fall in love for this nerd who ended up becoming hot just by letting her hair down, wearing a red dress, and taking her glasses off. That's right, it's the movie She's All That, which featured the band Sixpence None the Richer, and I don't even know the name of the lead singer of the band. They had another hit, There She Goes, but Kiss Me, which was a song featured in the movie She's All That, kind of brought them to the forefront. Yes, a very poppy band, but you gotta give the chick credit. She had a very unique voice, and that's why she made my list. I love urban legends because they're just fun and nobody can refute them and everybody talks about them, especially when you're a kid. Everybody's heard Richard Gere with the gerbil up his ass. What about Marilyn Manson having one of his ribs taken out or he was Paul from the Wonder Years, the one with his rib that he had his rib taken out so he could give himself oral. And then the other one about Rod Stewart having his stomach pumped because he had swallowed too much jizz. Everybody's heard that one. But one of my favorite urban legends, which is innocent and now it's coming out that it is true, but Alanis Morissette, who is next on my list of strong female leads from the 90s, singers, songwriters, or leads of bands, but Alanis Morissette and Dave Coulier, yes, Uncle Joey from Full House, that they were dating. There was always this rumor and now coming out that it is true. Coulier, who dated Morissette in the 90s, told Huffington Post Live that when the song came out in 1995, I called her, who is Alanis, and said, look, what do you want me to say to the media when these folks call me. And she said, you can say whatever you want. Coolie added that there's one line in the song that's a dead giveaway. It's about him. I hate to bug you in the middle of dinner. Coolie revealed we had already broken up. She called and I said, hey, you know, I'm right in the middle of dinner. Can I just call you back? When I heard the line, it was like, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that song is about me. It's like Rain on your wedding day is not irony or ironic. It's just a coincidence. That's it. It's not irony. Well, is this free ride that you already paid for? Do you get a voucher for that for the next time you ride or not? That's not irony. would be one of the hosts that I've worked with through my career talking up this album because a lot of these hosts have gotten great advice that they just didn't take. Now, my favorite artist who is a lead singer of a, I don't even know how you would describe them or what genre you would put them in. Maybe grunge alternative, but the Cranberries. Lead singer Dolores O'Riordan, she was brilliant. Unfortunately, she passed away a few years ago, but she does not get the credit she deserves. The first time that I heard the Cranberries perform Zombie, the pain, the emotion, just everything that she put into that song, the first time I heard her perform it, I was left speechless. It was great. Nobody has a voice like Dolores. And I feel like she does not get the credit. And she is at the top of my list of female lead singers. Hey, 
can't stop the money. No, I think right now it really illustrates the double bind of this old capitalism shit. Because you're really in like a damn if you do, damn if you don't type situation. Peep game. It's folks out here that wish and hope they could work to be able to pay their bills and be able to feed their family. But they can't because it all wrong them. And then people like this. It's people that's working the front lines and essential workers that's risking their lives for like $10, $15, $20 an hour. So it's like, damned if you can work, you got to put your life in risk. And damn if you can't work because your value of life is literally being denigrated. Capitalism is a dehumanizing system. And that's on everything, baby, because y'all know it is, right? And shout out to them billionaires that was able to sell out them stocks and shit, but those poor folks started dealing with it. Mr. President, why did you have your name added to these coronavirus relief checks? All right, guys, I read this story when I woke up this morning. I was like, there's no way that the president is holding up people's money just so his goddamn name can be on the check that a bunch of people that are out of work or living in poverty just to be able to see his name on the check. Now, I don't think he would be bold enough to hold up people's money just to have his name on the check. But let's not act like this president. And like I said, I always have to reset my outlook when it comes to politics. I do not support any politician. They do not give a damn about us. Republican, Democrat, liberal, independent. They don't give a damn about us. So we would be in this situation no matter what. I could go back through all the presidents and find something that I did not like about them. If Trump does something right, I give him credit for it. All politicians, if you do something right in the interest, the best interest of the people, I'll give you credit. I'll maybe vote for you. I might pat you on the back and say, good job, buddy, for doing your job. But let's not act like this president, the man baby, the guy that has more of an ego than any of the past eight presidents combined, would not put his name on the check. Now, hear me out, guys. This is a great election tool. All these guys are campaigning. All these people that are undecided, they're going to get that check, a check that they've not gotten from the government besides their tax return in a very, very long time. They're going to see Donald J. Trump's name on that check and be like, hell yeah, give me my MAGA hat. I'm ready to vote. If I'm getting $1,200 from this man, he does care about me. There are people like that. And it's a sad state of affairs about our political system here in the United States. Well, I don't know too much about it, but I understand my name is there. Uh, I don't know where they're going how they're going. I do understand it's not delaying anything, and I'm satisfied with that. Of course you're okay with that. We're talking about the same man that was slapping his name on a box of Winn-Dixie steaks and selling them for $50, $60 as prime cut. Of course you're happy with your name being on a check that everybody's getting. No, I don't imagine it's a big deal. I'm sure people will be very happy to get a big, fat, beautiful check, and my name is on it. I was thinking about this the other night, and this happens with all presidents. When you look back on past presidents, ones you maybe did not like when they were in office. When you look back on it, you're like, yeah, you know what? He was not that bad. He actually did some pretty good things. And I thought about this. Do you think people, the ones that hate Trump right now so much will look back after maybe a couple of terms of other presidents and look back and say, you know what? Donald J. Trump was not that bad. I really don't know. But I bet you guys are sure missing this guy right now. The one that you guys claimed was the worst president of all time. George W. Bush. We got an issue in America. Too many good docs are getting out of business. Too many OBGYNs aren't able to practice their 
their love with women all across this country. Working in radio, if I didn't like either candidate that was running for president, I would go for it and I would vote for the one. And I know it's not part of my civic duty as an American citizen. I should be voting for the best candidate, but I would vote for the candidate that would give us the most material to talk about. And George W. Bush gave that to us. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Now watch this drive. Say what you want, no matter how big of a head and how much of an ego you think Donald Trump has, he doesn't have the swagger of George W. Bush during one of the greatest crises that has ever faced this nation. We're going to war. We just been attacked on 9-11 and he's out there giving a speech on the war on terror and tells you, watch me hit this drive. How pimp is that? Now watch this drive. The only other president that I've seen proof of having swagger like George W. Bush is President Johnson. This man called the Hagger Pants Company. They had did some pants for him a couple of months ago and he liked them so much. Called the pants maker in the middle of the night to tell him exactly what he wanted and actually told the pants maker, I need bigger crotch space because my nuts are too big. Is your father the one that makes uh, clothes? Yes, sir. We're all together. Uh, you all made me some real lightweight slacks uh, uh, that he just made up on his own sent to me three or four months ago. It's a kind of a light brown and a light green, rather soft green and soft brown. Now, another thing the crotch down where your nuts hang is always a little too tight. So when you make them up, give me a inch that I can let out there uh, because they cut me. It's just like riding a, a wire fence. These are almost, these are the best that I've had anywhere in the United States. But uh, uh, when I gain a little weight, they cut me under there. So leave me, uh, you never do have much margin there. Let's see if you can't leave me about an inch from the, where the zipper is. Dude had zero fucks to give. He just ripped a belch on a guy that he called in the middle of the night to make pants for him. And, oh, don't forget, I need more crotch space because my nuts are too big. Uh, round uh, under my back to my bunghole. I've been to Vegas before. I've been to the Hard Rock Casino in Tampa, and I am a horrible gambler. I lose money all the time. I went with my friend Lummox. He is a poker player. He is good. He's great at blackjack. He is a winner. He also has money to be able to lose. I don't have that luxury, but I'm not a gambling man, but I would be more than willing to bet anybody, and it's a sure bet, that President Johnson is the only president in the history over the 250 years of the United States of America, he might be the only president. I'm sure he's the only president that has uttered the words bunghole. Sorry, I got caught up again. God, do, do I need to take more Adderall or am I taking too much Adderall? Alright guys, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please help spread the word. Let people know. I'm not on the radio right now so I don't have a way to promote my content. So word of mouth is key. It is so important. So even if you can't donate anything to my PayPal and help me out. Uh, you can help me out by helping me spread the word, letting people know about it on social media, letting your friends, neighbors, family, let them know 
know about it. I'm not trying to compare my podcast to this pandemic right now, but compare it. You tell two people. Those two people tell four people. Those four people tell eight. Those eight people tell 16. And just hoping it spreads and grows into something. Help me spread the word about this podcast. Check out my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E.net. Or you can check out my video page. That's easily found at TuttleTV.com. That's TuttleTV.com. When you go to that, it takes you directly to my YouTube page. Hit the subscribe button. And this is important. Hit the bell button. So if you hit the bell button, you're going to be alerted whenever I go live if I put up any new content. If you'd like to help me out, donate to the cause. No times are tough, so I don't expect anything, but anything will help. Go to my PayPal account, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. If you'd like to email me questions or comments, you can do that. I want to hear what you're up to. What are you doing? Are you furloughed? Were you let go? Are you having to stay home with your kids? Are you working from home? I want to hear what you're up to. Hope you guys have a great day. Be safe. I'll talk to you tomorrow.